now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Hi, friends. It's your guys, Chad, John, Connor, and we are back with another episode. It's Devi Day, and it's another episode of the Seventh Rounders. I'll tell you what, you know, a nice week in sports. You had everything. You had a nice smorgasbord, smorgasbord of events. And this week, I mean, God, MLB playoffs that are just turning me on. You know, a lot of things to look forward to in the world of sports. And that's what we're here for. We're here to keep you entertained. We're here to prep you for the weekend. Okay. To the best of our ability, we're here to prepare you. We're here to, you know, maybe make you a little money, but also show you what games you need to be watching each day, each time frame. And we're prepared to do that. But of course, like always, we just got to start out and review last week. So John wasn't on the epi last week, which John, how was, how was your weekend? How was your long weekend? I should say. It was sensational. Wow. Very, very good time. Uh, Wednesday through yesterday, really Wednesday through Monday were just a great stretch of days for me. Um, you know, wish we could go back. It's, it's nice. I, I've got Chris, shout out Chris Searcy. That's whom, whom's bachelor party it was uh, out in Hilton Head Island. He gets married here November 6th, I believe, if I said that date wrong. Whoops. Uh, but, yeah, so we got another thing to look forward to here in a few weeks with the same crew. Very excited. Can't wait. Greenville, South Carolina. We're going to tear it down. They better have the fire department ready. Like I'm so serious about that. I couldn't be more serious. They're going to have to stop me from throwing and breaking things in fire. Those all sound like fun. I've never been to a wedding. I have no idea how I'm going to act. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea how I'm going to act out there. But it'll be under control, as it always is. Respectful, are you, are responsible. Are you in the party? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, right. sir. You're going to have a fun Yeah. Party. Yeah. We're going to have fun. I can't wait. Uh, no one deserves it more than Chris. I'll say that now. Really good guy. Family man. Put up with us for the weekend. We were uh, we had a good time. Good. Um, this is also also this episode 77. We're doing a really bad job at the numbers. You are specifically Chad. I, I am. I I start the episode and then instantly realize I have no idea what number it is. So I try and look at Connor, but I know he has no idea that I'm looking at him for the number. So I just yeah. I spew crap. But that's yeah. fine. Luckily, you had a long enough monologue today for me to, to dig into the Spotify uh, history for episodes. The archives. Life. Yeah. So let's get right into it. A week in review. Um, thank you again to our celebrity guest picker. He's a guest picker. Dave Cardillo was on the pod. Did a very good job filling in for JC. Um, you know, college football slate was okay. Uh, I mean, wait till we preview this weekend. We got we got a nice slate on our hands, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, let's start out with the matchup of the weekend. That was Georgia and Auburn. It was not close. Uh, Hudson Stenton, the fourth. Uh, <laughs> uh, God. What do you guys have thoughts on that game? Bo Nix sucks. It's horrible. Yes. Horrible. Yeah, I... I Took Auburn. I didn't. I honestly didn't bet much as much this weekend. Um, but Auburn is one game I did bet on, and wow, Bo Nix is bad. You nailed it, Connor. There's not much He's, more to say about that. He he was ineffective on the ground, and he cannot complete. I don't know if I've seen more than a 50% completion percentage for him in a game. And if he had it there, he I maybe need the fact checkers on me. Um, I can go there's, back. There's, and- I was gonna say there's really not. Like John said, the the game really came down to just Bo Nix being god awful. I mean, all, Georgia didn't necessarily impress me. Like, like they scored twenty seven points, getting the starting with the ball at basically their forty yard line every single drive. He so he was um, so twenty one for forty, fifty two percent, still a bum, still a bum. I see John. I see twenty one for forty one. So we may need a statistician to verify this. I was on Action Network. What were you on? I was on sports alerts. The hell is that? That's not real. <laughs> That's where I look at my scores. 
But nonetheless, completely agree with you guys. Um, Connor, you texted me during the game because I could have even tweet- Chad, even if it was twenty one for forty one, it's still over fifty percent. Oh yeah, I just had a brain fart. Jesus, that's man. bad. That's bad. <laughs> I start work on Thursday, and that's bad. <laughs> Don't tell his employer. Um. So yeah, so Connor texted me midway through the game. I think I put a tweet out from one of our socials uh, before the game, and I said it. Saturday came down to Bo Nix. What is he the guy or not? And he clearly is not. Um, not gonna short side the George George's defense is the best defense in college football, and I I don't think it's close. Um, but still, he just Bo Nix is not good. Um, we'll we'll see what happens to Melzahn. I mean, they continue with years of mediocrity, three four losses. He could be out fairly soon. Dude, the, um, they were literally never in that game at any point of the game. Like it was horribly boring too. Like we're rather watch SpongeBob. Yeah, I completely agree. For a top ten matchup, that was one of the most boring top ten matchups I've seen. Um, Stetson Bennett was the you know what a lot of people looked at from that game. He went seventeen of twenty eight, two hundred forty yards, a touchdown. That's your classic 2010 to 2016 SEC quarterback right there, Stetson Bennett. That's an A.J. McCarron stat line. And a lot of people are high on him now. Personally, I'm not. Georgia can't win the national championship with him at quarterback. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts? No. I don't. Okay. Now, literally, all I took away from that game was that Bo Nix is, is horrible. That's the only yeah. thing I was thinking about the entire game. <clears throat> I didn't even try to evaluate Georgia, to be honest. Yeah, Georgia's – he was perfectly adequate enough to win the game. He did what he needed to do in the game. It was his first start. I don't have anything to say other than, like, I don't know. It's a very small sample. Okay. I was um, also – keep in mind, I had a few beverages when that game had started, so. I figured. All I remember was getting mad at Bo Nix continuously. So, John, I I, I want to ask this now before I forget. Um, it seemed like catastrophe on the golf course, broken windows. Can you fill the listeners in on what happened? I couldn't be happier you came back to this topic because I wanted to touch on it uh, in the intro and I forgot. Before we get to the broken windows, folks, I was striping the ball to end this round. We played nine. We had to push it back because of the Cox game. We'll get to that later. We're going to get to that later. But we had to push tee time back to four, a little twilight. It was very cheap. It was like super twilight, actually. Played nine. Uh, started off with a ripper. Uh, faded it beautifully on a little dog leg right around a pond, around a tree. Uh, got Started off with a five. Bogey there. Immediately go back-to-back triples. Really, really starting to get pissed off now. Um, and then we get transfusions. Everything changes after the transfusions come, come into play. Um, I'm, I'm hitting the ball. I started, so there were a lot of dog leg lefts for some reason, like four holes in a row was a dog leg left par four. And every time I said, Matt, I'm going over the trees now. Like, I'm going over the trees. We're cutting this. I, if I drive it straight, I'm going into the woods. I'm not finding the ball. And goddamn, Chad, I was hitting the ball like perfectly straight. It's, it's all the arms, dude. You got to keep the arms close. Yeah. I found myself previously. I would flail the arms, just too much movement. I've simplified my swing. Keeping the arms close, swing a little bit looser, and buddy, 300 pipe shows down the down the fairway. Um, that was exciting. It could have been an anomaly because the morale was so high. It could have just been I could have just been riding the, the a crazy high there. Um, no, just John, your joy and happiness. Um, not an anomaly. I, Can I chime it in? Been an uh, that's no, I don't think so. You stay connected. So the minute your your arms become disconnected with your torso, yeah. your upper body, you're going to have issues because you become disconnected and your swing path is going to be off. You're either going to your your upper body, your torso is going to swing yeah. through and leave your arms like behind and yeah. you're going to swing outside and you're going to have issues. So the more you can stay connected with your arms and your upper body the straighter and yeah. more consistently you'll hit the ball i think that's you know so i've i've always employed like the back arm i knew need to stay close but i think it was the problem was my front arm i found myself hooking the ball and i was like why am i doing that it's, it has to be too much extenuated arm movement keeping it close now i've never had a problem i got a ton of torque out of the hips that's how i hit the ball so fucking far 
Uh, I hit a nine iron 190 over par three. That was unbelievable. And folks, this was your first career golf lesson by the seventh rounders. Um, I just charged five dollars a lesson. Sometimes I need to try to be a caricature of myself like that uh, for the guys. Just get a laugh. Marzullo is going to text me and be like, this guy is just the worst. Uh, But that's why we do it. That's why we're here. Yeah, someone hit a shattered a shattered this old dude's uh, sliding glass door. Um, that was Han. I didn't see the shot. He was he was in the pairing ahead of us, but uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. I've never seen. Why do you not have like bulletproof? You're living right on the hole. I, I, that's totally that guy's fault. Um, Anthony did not. He opted out of the bubble. He did not play. He just drove the cart around, probably for the best for everyone. I've heard from him. He's not very good. He did take a swing right-handed as a lefty, and he hit a house. Uh, didn't hit a window, luckily. That's a true story. Um, and then me and Matt were just friendly wagers. Uh, I was up 35 bucks. Not a big deal. It's my guy, no. though. Fun. It was a good time. Um, it's a way longer story than I expected. Chad, you kind of got me fired up, though. That's all right. I appreciate well, that. The people if he's level fired up, up, we should just have him go right into the South Carolina game that he watched prior yeah. to that. That dude, all right. You're, I'm shocked that Dan Quinn is still employed, and we're going to get to that later. I can't wait. But Will Muschamp is five years into the same bullshit that he does since day one, dude. He can't manage a clock to save his life. We, we went down 18 plays in seven minutes to end the fourth quarter. We're down two scores. What are we doing? Two timeouts. You took them home. I think, sorry, he used them. He used them after we didn't score. When Florida's kneeling, like just, I can't understand how it takes. It, he's been a head coach now in the SEC for what seven, eight years, if you include Florida, and he still can't manage a clock. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And then we got receivers. We had like seven drops. I I could literally go out there and do better. I all I need to do just I'll catch the ball and I'll fall down. That if if I don't want to get hit, that's all I need to do to be better than what we we have. Other than Shy Smith, our corners, they can't tackle. Number 10 is the worst college football player I've ever seen in my whole life. RJ Roderick, if you're listening, you're god awful. Like, god awful. Get off the team, get out of the state. Don't even bother coming back to you. This guy was a quarterback in high school. He's playing starting safety for us. Like, how bad is it? I don't understand. I don't understand how he can even be accepted back into the facility after they watched film, dude. That was that, so pathetic. It was unbelievable. That Tony 50 yard touchdown was bad. I mean, so and and I, the worst part about that was like Bleacher Report and all these outlets like, oh, like firing this Tony guy up like he did something crazy. No, we don't run tackling drills. We never hit someone, dude. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. It's pathetic. I was actually shocked. I, I turned it off in the second half. I was shocked to see that South Carolina only lost by 14 and could have potentially gotten dude, it to one score. If we had if we had any sort of a playbook, we win that game. Like, I, I think they're just drawn, like, backyard football plays up on offense and just, like, stick it. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. Like, anyone with a brain on the sidelines, like, that's a – that you win that game. You, we got outplayed so I, – I don't know. John, what did you – so sticking with that game, what did you think of Florida? To me, it kind of cooled after seeing that game. I, I, I think their defense is really bad. Kyle Trask is obviously I think Florida good. I think Florida's the same fraudulent team that they are every year. I think that they are really talented. They're big. They got some big bodies out there at receiver. They got some big bodies in the trenches, but Kyle Pitts just, is a monster. I, I they beat us by 14 and like I don't know how they beat us by 14. I I I I, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I felt like it should have been like a 35 point game based on what I was seeing from South Carolina. Like, we somehow just kept hanging in there. Because, honestly, we, we are, like, we have talent on the roster. We just have no fucking coaching at all. And there's a few players that are really bad. But we have a few guys who are actually not bad. So it keeps us in the games like that. I, I it, It's really weird. It stinks. Me, we, got, we play Vanderbilt this week. And me and my dad are, like, just ripping on each other's team. Like, we are so bad. It's literally a toilet bowl in the SEC. Sucks. I think Kyle, I, I think Kyle Pitts might be like the the best receiving tight he's, end I've ever seen in college. He's an absolute uh-huh. animal. He's unbelievable. But JC, what do you what do you think of really well. JC? What do Horn, I think of? Tough. What do I think? Is that Joe Horn's? That's Joe Horn's son, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
what I think of Florida. I think their defense is absolutely fucking terrible. And I think yeah. I don't think if they they're going to run up against like Bama and they're going to get smoked. So that's where I, I completely agree. So I was kind of looking at the top 10 right now. And honestly, so I, I mean, I'm assuming you agree the top three teams being Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. And then Georgia and Florida are like four and five, according to most people. I think Penn State's better than both. Like, Georgia's good, but I don't think they can win big games with their quarterback. And then Florida's defense is fraudulent. So, I honestly, Penn State might be better than both of those teams. It's tough to say without Penn State having played yet. And is Micah Parsons playing now? No, he's, he's still opting out. Yeah, yeah, so that's going to be a big hole to fill for them. Um, oh, stand home run, 1-1. One, one. I think uh, I think Florida is pretty fraudulent. I do think that they're a much better team than Georgia, though, so far. You think Florida's better than Georgia? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then- I hate Georgia. I, I, I literally just can't stand watching Georgia football. It's the Falcons, Georgia Bulldogs. It doesn't matter what team I'm watching from Georgia. I hate it. Yeah, Kirby Smart stinks. Um, so quickly before we move on to NFL, um, Texas and Oklahoma both lost. The Big 12 is – I don't get me started. Um, the Big, the Big 12's future rests in uh, Mike Gundy's hands right now. Big the Big 12's. 12 might be worse than the Pac-12. And we made fun of the Pac-12 a lot. You know what? No, 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 no. The Pac-12's presence, like just their perennial mediocrity, covered up the fact that the Big 12 is actually also bad. Mm-hmm. The whole time. I agree with that. But at least we don't have to worry about Oklahoma possibly making the playoff. It'll probably wind up being Notre Dame now. They because suck. Of that. Yeah, Oklahoma's... Bama, also before... Uh, do you have any more on the Big 12? Sorry. No, go ahead. Bama's good. Mac Jones looks like like your standard like every NC. Someone I saw this on Twitter. I can't claim that this is mine. He looks like every quarterback in NCA fourteen, like every white quarterback, just standard pro typical looking, looking guy. Mac Jones, pretty good though. Throws a throws a good ball. Good deep ball. An good deep ball. Waddle's an absolute animal. Yeah, and their uh, defense defense at Bama is always going to be good. Every I game. I agree with that, but. I still like last year, the Bama defense was bad and I think it's a little better than last year, but I still don't think it's up to the standards of what you've seen in past. Um, now I've got a question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, moving to the ACC quick here. Discussing powers. You watched uh, BC play North Carolina this weekend. Great game. Uh, yeah. Should they be number eight? Should North Carolina be number eight? You know, it's tough to tell. Um, I know you weren't on the show last week, but I this is a game I just knew BC was going to compete in. Um, North Carolina's a very talented team, and they're good on defense. And Sam Howell is legit from what I saw. I just I I'm I, I'm hesitant to put them up at number eight because I'm not truly positive what caliber of a team BC is. I'm pretty convinced that they are a a good team and they're way pretty, more solid than they usually are. Yeah. Yeah, better coaching for sure. But I'm not sure how that North Carolina team plays against, like, I think, like, a Florida might smoke that team. So um, I don't even know who's in the 8 to 10 range right now. That North Carolina team's better than Texas or Oklahoma, no questions oh, asked. Texas uh, te- I, I, Texas should be 1 and 2. They should have lost to Texas Tech. They shouldn't be ranked. They're fraudulent. Tom yeah. Herman, is this it for him? Is he on the hot seat? I think so. I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I, B, yeah, BC though, I do want to just—they played a great game. They're actually tolerable to watch this year. They don't just run the ball into the center's back twenty thousand times a game. Uh, the Jerkovic kid looks pretty good so far, and Hayfley's just such a good coach on defense that our defense just looks night and day compared to last year. So I, I have a, a lot of positive things to say about BC. I still don't think we keep it close against Clemson, but we'll see. 
I think I texted Connor this after the game. You know, BC's a, a couple offensive line recruits away from being, you know, a real contender to be the second best team in the ACC. I think is a good way to put it. Um, so any other Alabama destroyed, who was it? Uh, A&M, Mississippi State yeah, lost. That's it. I think we can look to week six now. Week uh, six? Wow. Wild. Um, couple of big games this week. couple good slate. games. Good Starting slate. off at noon, we have Florida number four against uh, the number 21 ranked Texas A&M Aggies, fresh off a blowout loss to Bama. Uh, it looks like Florida here is minus six and a half uh, midweek spread. What do you guys think? I hate that line. I I would love I I feel like A and M easily keeps it within not easily. I feel like A and M keeps it within two scores just based off of how bad Florida's defense is and just because they weren't that impressive against South Carolina that, that week uh, last week. But I don't have confidence they keep it within one score, and I also don't have confidence that Florida is winning by one score the whole game. I I could see it literally ending at seven to 10. I, I tend to agree with Connor. There's really, um, I mean, I kind of, if I were to go one direction, I kind of like the over, but in terms of one direction, game, uh, thank Harry you. Styles. I think Florida wins, but I think it's going to be a higher scoring game just because Florida's defense is really not very good. And A&M just let up 52 to Bama, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think Florida wins in a higher scoring game. That total is 57 and a half. I like that a lot, Chad. I do. And that's not nearly as high as I would expect it to be. I was expecting it to be like 64, 65. Can we get so our like, uh, our stat intern on the – I know the NFL overs have been hitting out an incredible clip this year. Is the same true for college? Can we get someone on that? Yeah. Someone yeah. dials up. Um, um, I, I, I would say – if I had to lean one way or the other, I think I would lean towards taking Florida at minus six and a half. But as soon as it gets over seven, I would lean a and I, I don't know if that's a that's a game I'll be checking the line like maybe yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah, if it gets a seven, I'm taking a and If it gets a seven, taking a and home. I, I think agree. they're they're in a mar- I think it's an overreaction. I, th- I, I mean, they got blown up by Bama, dude. But I mean. Give me a and if it gets to seven. All right. Another noon game, another ranked I was going to say, before we get to another, something to keep in mind, there's a uh, Hurricane Delta, I believe it is, is uh, apparently going to be causing some pretty severe wins at some of these games. So a lot of the overs have actually been dropping pretty rapidly already. Okay. Thank you for that neat little stat. Um, an ACC-ranked matchup. You don't hear that a lot. Um, you sure don't. North Carolina, number eight in the country, home against Vatek, who is ranked 19th. Both teams, 2-0. and UNC is a five-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under, set at 60. We'll let our ACC beat writer, Connor Powers, start us with this one. What, what do you like here, Connor? I honestly didn't even know Virginia Tech played two games. I haven't seen too much of them this year. Um, but I instantly lean... UNC under a touchdown. I think they cover five and a half. Fairly, I, I'd, I'd be willing to say fairly. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at the numbers and like everything's telling me VT plus five and a half looks looks like where I I should be betting. But I, I lean UNC off the rip. Another game I don't know if I'll be. I would like this game to get up to to around either seven or three, one way or the other. So I, I want to see how this one moves too. But I, I would, if you made me, if you put a gun to my head and made me bet the game, I'd take UNC minus five. Chad, I would like the Hokies here. Um, Connor di- was so unconvincing in that argument that I want the Hokies. <laughs> That's a good way to look I, at I it. I said I wanted us to wait. If it gets to like three, I think UNC is a lock. If But if it moves up to like seven, I Virginia Tech, like lock them in. Chad, I just here. Hokies, that's I was not very impressed with North Carolina um, from that game. I took more away from I, I I loved how BC played. I don't know if that was more of North Carolina not being 
being good, but I I favor Virginia Tech plus five and a half here. Chad, you I had will, the first audio moment there. You made uh, it maybe record distance without an yeah. audio moment today. I will say Thank that you. the opening game win over NC State by 21 looking a lot better now that uh, NC State had that impressive upset over Pitt last weekend. One of my easiest bets of the day. That was great. Um, to answer John's question, uh, overs this year are 55, 53, and 2 in okay. college football. So hitting it right at a 51% clip. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, I don't. Moving on to the next game, we're not hitting on the Red River rivalry. They don't I deserve to say the about. shit bowl out in Oklahoma or whatever that is. Um, we'll go to the 3:30 slate. The SEC on CBS. We have number three Georgia home against number 14 Tennessee. Both teams two and zero. Oh. Georgia is a 12 and a half point favorite on what I'm looking at, and the over under is set at 43. Off the rip, I I lean Tennessee plus 12 and a half here. I think that's a lot. Um. I, I don't know about the over-under yet. I have to do more research there. I am uh, slapping my lock of the week here. Tennessee spread. I have been thoroughly impressed with them. I thought they played. Um, so with South here's the thing with South Carolina. I don't think we're that bad. Like, I really don't, from a talent perspective, think we are that bad. So, like, Tennessee on the road beat us by four points week one, but I thought they were pretty impressive. And then they – slaughtered Missouri in a game I thought Missouri was going to be in this past week. Like, absolutely fucking slaughter them from start to finish. Um, I think Tennessee is quite impressive. I think Georgia really blew out a very mediocre Auburn team as long as Bo Nix is at quarterback. So I think this this line, like you said, is too big. It's a little bit of an overreaction. I think Tennessee, I like to stay in this game uh, within 10 points. I would bet it down to 10.5 probably. Yeah. yeah I mean, interestingly enough, it, the line opened at 14. Anyone that got that line, I think that's a great bet. I'm, I agree with John right there. I mean, I don't love Garantano at quarterback for Tennessee. I I don't think he's that great, but he's been a I, good game manager. Good but he's yeah. also been there for three years. He's like he's been there. He's been there. Which George looks like a well coached team, team so far this year. I'll say that. And I usually I haven't thought that about Tennessee um, the past few years. Is Butch Jones still the coach there? Uh, that was Jeremy Pruitt. That was okay. like, dude, Butch Jones is so long ago. <laughs> I might I might lock this game Here's in time. Oh yeah, he was at UNC more recently, <laughs> I feel like. Now that you say that. Uh, okay. So we're all in agreement there. I may lock this game in tonight just because I think I, that I actually points. just bet it at plus twelve and a half. Okay. It scares me that we all love it. It does. <laughs> hey, last time this happened, the Cardinals covered yeah, pretty that's easily. True. That's true. That's a, a good point. All right. So the last, and there's really not a ton else of note. The last game we got to touch on. The, oh, the biggest ahead. game, probably the biggest game is a 730. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I'm just looking at this game now before we move on to the next one. BYU, officially a wagon. We, we talked yeah. about it. <laughs> They're a wagon. They're I a wagon. totally doubted them. Um, shouldn't have done that. That was I, I. I didn't get to talk about that slaughter. I'm glad last week. So I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. BYU's good. They're a good team. I did bet on them last week though when they blew that other team out. So I learned my lesson quickly. Yeah. That's all you, all you can ask. Yeah. Um. What you know? Quickly though. Ole Miss at home against Bama. They're plus twenty three right now. I think. Wine has already dropped a point to Ole Miss. I think they might cover. See, here's the thing about I also think that Ole Miss covers, and they always play Bama tough. Out of all the teams in the SEC, I feel like Ole Miss pulls off the most upsets against Bama. But Lane, I hate betting Lane against Bama. Kiffin, I think Lane Kiffin, Kiffin, Lane Kiffin is going to empty every trick out of his sleeves this week. It's gonna, they're going to be running some crazy plays the entire day. And I think that's going to keep them. 23 is a lot. Um, I believe they failed to cover first week against Florida, although they were in the game for the first half. Uh, nice overtime win against Kentucky this past week, who I still think is solid. I'm not going to say it's my lock of the week. I'm just going to say keep an eye on that Ole Miss line. Here's my thought is I feel like Bama, I mean, they win like every game, but 
I feel like they actually play better against ranked teams. Like, they get somewhat bored with these unranked teams. Yeah. They failed to cover against Missouri in yeah. week one. And then they just slaughtered Texas A&M. And I, they have Georgia coming up next week. Huge look-ahead spot. I, I, I love I didn't even consider cover. that. Now, that alone makes me almost want to throw this in that lock of the but at the same time, I don't know how often all Alabama teams overlook an SEC opponent with Nick Saban at the same time. So I, This game just, isn't close, but I could see Bama winning by, like, 17-21. This is a classic game. Like, if, if Ole Miss covers, they're going to need to be – it's going to need to be, like, within a touchdown at halftime because Bama's going to take over in the fourth quarter. So I, I, I think I'm going to end up betting Ole Miss. I'm just not comfortable saying it's my lock of the week. With Guys – I, I kind of love the over 67 and a half. Ole Miss has the worst defense in the SEC, possibly the worst power five defense, and I don't think it's particularly close. Ole Miss has a good offense, and obviously, like we said, we love Bama's offense. I'm so-so with their defense. I think this is one of the games where Ole Miss could go get the ball first, score a touchdown. Everyone's freaking out. Then Bama will go up, score the next three touchdowns, 21-7. Then, you know, Ole Miss may mix in a touchdown. Then Bama scores a couple. It's going to be like a 56, you know, 30 type game. Yeah. Okay. And that's this is the second bet I've locked in live on air. I, I just took Ole Miss plus 24 at minus 120 odds. Wow. I'll Dude, pay the, I'll pay the 10 cents that. for that. And it got talked yeah. to him. Wow. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Chad, Chad has suddenly become like our resident over better. The guy just bets like overs. Every time you ask him about a game, I, I kind of like the over here. I took, um, I parlayed all four of the four o'clock overs from the Sunday in the NFL. And I think only one of them hit. So I'm, I'm cooling a bit on the overs, but I still, they get me going a little bit. I usually in the past, I, I, uh, last year I was a big, I bet every Pac-12 under. <laughs> so I'm switching it up this year. Um, the game of the weekend, 7.30 on ABC. Number one, Clemson at home against number seven, Miami. Clemson is a 14-point favorite. The over-under is set at 63.5. This is an interesting one. Um, two touchdowns is a lot. Off the top, I, I lean Miami plus 14. I love Clemson here at home. First big game of the year. I think they. I think it's a blowout. I, I, I am still not a believer in Miami. Just not. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is my second lock of the week. It's Clemson minus 14. It's for the last five minutes or so, I've been trying to talk myself out of saying that. Uh, this is they're four games in. Haven't really played anyone. They're gonna be fired up, dude. Fucking Clemson be fucking fired up. I'm gonna have to watch Dabo run around the sidelines, a stupid fucking face. <laughs> and they're gonna blow him out, and I'm gonna be miserable. But I'm gonna bet on him, so hopefully that'll soften the uh the emotional blow. I uh I I like Miami a lot, but they just I mean blew out a really, really bad, really bad Florida State team. I think they're going to be thinking a little bit highly of themselves. I worry about teams that think highly of themselves like that uh, when they haven't really beaten anyone. They beat Louisville, but Louisville turns out to be a fraud as well. Um, I hate it, but I love Clemson here in this spot. I don't love Clemson, but I love in this spot. Damn, there's really not – there's a lot of big spreads this weekend. Yeah, come to look so, at it. I'm, 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 Tennessee spread, Clemson spread. Get back on the horse. My last time when I wasn't here last week, but the week before, my locks of the week, I'll say it, they stunk after a really good week one. Although they stunk, if you followed my action, I've been hot for four weeks. So let's keep it going. Week five, let's do it. Why not? So Why not? are we officially gonna like declare our two locks of the week? Are we doing that? Right I just now? have. I've done. Yeah. I'm looking right now. I, I have one. Okay, I so organically fit mine in. Proud of you, John. Um. Okay, so Connor, do you want to go first? Because I'm I'm 
Yeah, I'm going to keep riding my boys at BC, plus six. I'll take that at home against Pitt. Uh, I I wish Pitt would have ended up beating NC State last week. Um, just because I think if they came into this game three and four and zero oh and having barely beat NC State when they should have lost, uh, I just like that spot a lot for BC. I think the spread would have been better, but I'll take plus six at home. Hopefully it gets to seven before Saturday, but I'll be betting BC. Might even sprinkle on the money line a little bit. All right, my um, first one is, where was it? I just blanked out. Oh, I like Texas Tech plus, I see 12 and a half right here. I think Iowa State's still fraudulent. I don't know how they're ranked now. Um, but I am going to be pounding Texas Tech plus 12 and a half. May sprinkle a little on the money line there. Yeah, and I, I hate to make my other one, my Lockerbie, Ole Miss plus 23 and a half plus 24, whatever you can get it at. That's that's I'm taking that one. Easy money. OK. And then similarly, I'm going uh, Tennessee plus 12 and a half on the road at Georgia. So there you have it. Our locks of the week. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll get back with our NFL talk. And we're back. Thank you, AJ. As always, we're brought to you by AutoZone. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Just I looked at John. He looks like I don't know. Um, NFL time. Uh, a boring week overall. Not boring, but not the best slate. Um, takeaways. Dolphins have some time management. You know, coaching error. Uh, just dreadfulness, similar to the Gamecocks. I don't really want to talk about any more of that. Falcons Falcons suck. They the Falcons are officially reached like irrelevant territory. Like I'm talking like Jets, Broncos irrelevant. Like you don't even have to talk to talk about them anymore. Until they fire Dan Quinn, I have nothing to say about the team. They are the worst coached, most injured squad in the league. We we were playing with our fifth and sixth safeties last night. Some guy named Bob Tanyan caught three tutties. Dan Quinn calling timeouts when Aaron Rodgers on the two-minute drill just to give him more time. Like, what the fuck are we doing? That's all I have left to say on that. Shitty organization. I will. I was planning on going to a game this year if I get tickets. Not planning on it anymore. It's literally a waste of my time. They might not win more than three games. I'm officially in tank for Trevor mode. And that's all you need to know about that. Um, in terms of... The slate, I tweeted before the games that I hated the slate, and it was like it was my best betting weekend of the year. Um, so I think I kind of like betting on like just irrelevant games in general. That's my only takeaway from last weekend. I can buy that. I can buy that. Um, I didn't really have a lot of takeaways. Um, you kind of know what you have at this point, you know, outside of rooting for the dolphins. Um, I'm also cheering for Houston to lose. Cause we obviously have their first round pick. They're Oh, and four just fired bill O'Brien, who that was a long time coming. John, your nasal passages clear. <laughs> Picking my nose here. Yeah. See this? Pretty funny. yeah but- Folks, you can't see it, but I have made my wallpaper, my face and I'm picking my nose in this picture. I'm a child. Continue, Chad. I, I was really what I wanted to do there was see how long it could take to uh, knock you off your knock you off your rhythm, Chad. It took about 45 seconds, I want to say. All right, good for you. I hope it meant a lot. It did. Okay, so let's get into this week. All right, we start out Thursday night. We have it's on paper a pretty good Thursday night game. I'm not terribly interested but it's the three and one chicago bears home tampa bay lightning or tampa bay box i'm sorry <laughs> uh shout out to the stanley cup champs um where are you guys leaning here tampa bay is a four and a half point favorite they kind of screwed me the last week um over under set at 43 i'm avoiding this game maybe a prop bet but i'm not i don't like either of these lines 
I I, I saw that the uh, the yeah. Bears opened up at six. And I wish I got it at six. It looks like they opened at three. I'm seeing three. Or um, yeah, three. Buccaneers three. Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. I was looking at a. Uh, I don't know where I saw six. I was looking at a different game. My apologies. Um, I do like the Bears though. I just I'm I'm hoping that the line keeps climbing. If it did open at three. This I hate betting on the Bears, but I, I'd like them. I would like <laughs> to. Can we look at the weather forecast? Is that out yet? 59, clear. I wish it was a little bit colder for some bear weather. Uh, I mean, pl- plus four and a half at home. Nick Foles, he's beaten Tom Brady before. We've all seen it. I like the Bears plus four and a half. Wow. I didn't think you were going to go there, John, but um, I, I I tend to agree. This is a game I really have absolutely no idea. Uh, you know so what? I'm going to go with – go ahead. I've observed and I've noticed this, and you've done it enough times. I think you say you tend to agree when you definitely have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so He tends to agree on that statement. He, I, I thought he was going to say it there. He wanted to, and he did not – so now he now he doesn't know what to say, and he doesn't. No, think he no, no. So can you let me answer? So I say I tend to agree when I'm going to make the same pick, but I don't feel strongly about it. And as I was saying before, you rudely interrupted me. I was gonna, I was going Bears plus four and a half because it's a game I really don't have any idea. So I'm gonna take uh, a bet that would be my least likely to usually take. Does that make sense? Sure. It's not a bad strategy when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. This is also a good spot for me to say me and Marzula hit a, a little Sam Darnold first touchdown last Thursday night, plus 2,000 odds. Uh, the locals in this bar we were at when he scored had no idea how to react to what they were witnessing with me and him. How's Just, Marzula doing? How's Eminem? He's doing well. He's yeah. doing well. Yeah. I can't believe he thought the Packers were going to lose to the Falcons last night. What a uh, disgusting take. <laughs> Oh God! Good old Falcons. Eminem. Falcons are somehow still favored this week. They're minus two and a half at home against Carolina. Why do they? Why do they do this to me? That's unreal. Unreal. That actually feels like a game that they win though, because Carolina's kind of been hot. It's like, and from my brief experience with the Panthers that one year, they usually just sucked when they were supposed to not. So. I know. I I feel like because it's their favored, I feel like I need to bet them. Like I feel like they're going to win this game. Con, I would just keep doing it until the wheels get back on, as they say. They've already yeah, they fell I, off. They were off before the season started, it looked like. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. Now, is this Buffalo Titans game happening? Is that still uh, waiting? Uh, allegedly, yes. Allegedly, the Titans haven't had any positive tests since sometime last week, and they're about to reopen their facility, I think. Okay, that'd be a good game if it is. I would slam Buffalo after the Titans are coming off a corona pandemic in their own locker room. Uh, we'll Eight see. and a half's a lot, though. I I don't even see a line yet. Yeah, I don't either. I see eight and a half. They're Buffalo. lying to you. Um, I think it's right. No, oh, go ahead. I think it's bonkers how it's and it's probably deserved. Kansas City is thirteen and a half against Oakland. Oakland's not I, even I, bad. Oakland's not even bad. They're 13 and a half on them. One, it's Vegas. And and two, um, I actually, that's literally, it's not on my book. So I, I'm I'm kind of skeptical of what the line will reopen at. But I, I'm going to hammer uh, the Raiders plus 13 and a half. It, you know what? It is not Oakland anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna, I had I, this problem last I, year with saying the, the St. Louis Rams, too. This is going to take a full season. And the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. I still say that one. I I have I've gotten past the Rams one. These two are gonna be tough. Yeah, I think I think Vegas is that will be one of my locks of the week if it's a double digit spread. A lot of points. I got my first lock of the week. You guys want sure. to hear? It? Yeah, um, I, would love, I would love nothing more. Pittsburgh minus seven, coming off a bye week against. A bad Eagles team, and I think Pittsburgh's pretty good. Um, I think that's a no-brainer. 
I'm looking at your reactions. You don't <laughs> love it. You were expecting more. You were expecting something to get you fired up, and it just it didn't do it for you. I just don't love that matchup for either team. It's in-state. Eagles are coming off a win, and they seem like they got a little bit of momentum. Steelers haven't played in two weeks, which I think might actually hurt them with Big Ben at, at QB. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a lean on that game, but I don't. I don't love Pittsburgh in that spot. My lock of the week is actually in probably the shittiest game of the weekend. I'm hammering the Texans minus five and a half. Really? Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bill O'Brien out. I think they they come out and play excellent this week. They haven't covered a spread yet. Haven't won a game. They're due. Deshaun Watson's good enough to get you some wins. They're going to – I think they blow the doors off of Jacksonville. Okay. Um – I'm I'm like I'm in a weird state as I like go for this first lock of the week because it's just like like what am I thinking? We've done this before. We've walked down this path. It's led to pain. It has led to pain. But we're taking, taking the, the Browns money line. Oh. We're taking the Browns money line at home. I am starting to like this this I they're doing some things, dude. I know Nick Chubb went down. Kareem Hunt looks really good still. Odell had a breakout game. He might not look back. If Baker plays confident, he's a lot better. He was confident his rookie year. If he plays confident, he's a lot better. Um, they Defense got gouged. Dallas still is a good offense. Their defense is just the worst in the NFL. Um, I, I still don't know if I believe in the Colts. Um, I don't understand the line. I like the Browns. Browns money line is one of my locks. Colts looked good against the Bears this past weekend. I think that's probably I still, it. I, I know I said I like the Bears to cover, but I still don't. I, I'm still not sold on that team either. So I'm not a judge it, but I I like Cleveland because I've always thought they've had the talent. They just didn't have coaching. But Stefanski looks like he knows what he's kind of doing. They have the talent on that roster. I like Don't Cleveland say. in this spot a lot too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I. Uh, Philip Rivers, I, here's the thing about Phil. I, can, I was going to say, anytime I can bet against Phil Rivers here's as, as a dog, I love it. Indy's 3-1. and one. That guy, just he should be closer to 500. They're going to be 3-2 after this week. Give me Cleveland. Money line, that is my first lock of the week. Who wants the next one? I can go. I'll take this one because I, I have a feeling John's eyeing it. Um, that bastard. I am going Miami plus eight and a half at San Francisco. Um, it was a they were in the game against Seattle. They couldn't they couldn't finish drives. San Francisco's beat up. I think this is a big spread. Um, so I think Miami hangs around, keeps it close. Uh, anytime I can get Fitzpatrick with more than a touchdown, I like it. He just yeah, always gives you a chance at the end of the game. Um like again, I don't love the slate, which is giving me a weirdly good feeling about about my bets because they're going to be ugly this week. They're definitely going to be ugly. So I have Vegas and John took the Browns. Chad just locked in Miami. You know, the Ravens are still a hard team for me to gauge, but I think I I think I like Joe Burrow. Plus thirteen. I don't. I do not hate it. So I think I'll take the Bengals plus thirteen as my second lock of the week. Burrow's three and one against the spread so far. They can move the ball if they even if they can get up a little bit on the Ravens early. I love it. I mean, you just need to get Mah- uh, Lamar in, in passing situations, and and I'm a fan. Ravens always have the ability to blow people out, but even against the Skins. Uh, sorry, skins don't exist anymore. Even against the Washington football team, um, catch. They could have, they could have put them away multiple times, and and Washington was able to keep it close. Fortunately, I got the line early, and uh, I still covered. But they covered the 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 Washington football team covered the closing line. So um, I think the Ravens aren't as good as advertised still. So I'll take. I don't, like, I don't hate that pick. I don't hate that pick. I'm up, yeah, I think, right? Um, yes, sir. So I really, 
really like Justin Herbert. I'm taking the Chargers plus eight Monday night. First primetime game for the young lad against the New Orleans Saints on the road. Um, I just feel more than a touchdown feels like a lot in this spot. I still don't think the Saints are very like they beat the Lions. They were down early. They came back. I still don't know about Drew Brees. Is Michael Thomas playing? He was like game time decision last week and didn't end up playing. I would I would honestly assume that he is. Um regardless, the the secondary for the Los listen, Los Angeles Chargers is very solid. Um I like them. Uh Herbert's hung in there right with Tom Brady. I don't see why you can't do the same with Drew Brees for eight points. I think that's a little bit high. Uh give me the Chargers. Are we doing three locks or just two, Connor? Always right. three. Always right. three. This last one, I'm fading both of you big time. I just, for the life of me, the line doesn't make sense. I know we talked about it, but I'm going to go Indy minus one and a half. So why does the line not make sense? Because Indianapolis coming into the year was considered not to be good. And I think they've, who they beat Chicago, who's not good. And I just, to me, Cleveland is, should be better than Indianapolis. Like if I was, he's almost speak, fading himself. Yeah. Like I don't, <laughs> that's I'm trying what to I'm doing. His thought process here. I really liked Cleveland coming off of this weekend. And I look at this line and I'm shocked to me. I thought Cleveland looked great. They're getting better. I completely agree with everything John said about Cleveland Baker's playing with confidence, a lot of talent around him. I think Cleveland is a playoff team. I started looking at the slate for this week and was shocked that Cleveland wasn't favored at See, home. So I am I'm fading Cleveland because I don't understand. I'm going Indy minus one and a half. Well, I, I, and I see the line has already dropped a point for Cleveland, which makes me like them more, but I think the there's a stigma around the Browns that they're just not good, and I think that is why Indianapolis is favored. I like no, I don't think anyone believes in the Browns right now, even though they're three and one. Okay, that's why. Usually, I can sniff out a freaky line like that, and I would have, but I was if I wasn't driving back. But the, I saw the Colts were favored on the road in Chicago with Chicago being three and zero. That's a that's a sneaky line, but I don't know. I don't know, Chad. We'll see. One of us well, will be happy, or two of us, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Who's up? I mean, the better you want me to go. No, I mean, I. <laughs> this next pick is just going to be a disaster. I, the the games I'm deciding between are. I'll, I mean, I'll walk you through my thought process. I want to auto fade the Jets. The Cardinals are a touchdown favorite. They just had two terrible games the past two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I look into the game. They've already dropped from eight and a half to seven. The Jets are getting absolutely pounded in terms of money percentage. And there's 85% of the public on the Cardinals. Everything tells me I should not take it, and it's just a trap. I thought this about the Seattle game last week, and it was close. But uh, I'm going to hammer the Cardinals minus seven. Okay. I just okay. hate that I'm on the public side for it. Right. No, that that was like one I always gravitate towards that damn Cardinal logo for some reason. I was looking at that too. But I'm going to stay away until they figure things out, I think. Um, my third lock of the week, it's it's going to line with Chad. I'm, I'm also on Miami. Um, they seem like they're going to cover one week and not cover the next week in an alternating fashion for the entire season at the rate they're at right now. And they did not cover against Seattle, so they're going to cover this week. They're my third pick. All right. And finally. That's just what Fitzpatrick does, dude. He's got to be 500 career against the spread. That's yeah. just what he does. I agree. So it's time for the most anticipated part of our show, the I-G-O-W. The I go. It'd be I gal, I think. But um, I gal. I gal. Yeah, I gal. There's a game of the week. There's a not a great I gal slate. 
Um, I was between either the the Giants and Cowboys, or honestly, Falcons Panthers might be it. What I about mean, Houston Jacksonville, a classic AFC South game? That's that's pretty irrelevant. It I is, bet but, it. But Connor I, used that in his locks of the week. Uh, it doesn't qualify. Yeah, that would definitely be the one. I I think it's got to be the the Carolina Falcons here. Um, I don't believe any of us used it. Okay. Connor, you want to lead off? It's your team, dude. I mean, I'm on Falcons. If I'm on Falcons, two and a half. Gotta be. I they're gonna win this game. I'll talk myself into it every single week. Chad, I I uh, strongly disagree with the line, so I'm going against my heart. Or I'm. <laughs> that's how I'm betting today. I'm going against what I actually think. So I'm going Atlanta minus two and a half. Would you be going against your brain or your heart if you say that? I'm going against. I'm going against my brain. I think that yeah, that I'm, sounds right. I'm going with my heart, but going against my brain. I'm gonna take the Panthers. I'm gonna take the Panthers money line here just to fade you two, and also because I think that this is Dan Quinn's last game, losing to a mediocre division rival. You know what? Fun. I hope to God you're right. I this is it for him. If that's why they gotta lose. This is if, this is it I, for him. Carolina's playing very confident too, like very very confident right now. So Falcons sure as hell aren't. Carolina money line. It's terrible. I think mm-hmm. I went four dogs this week, if I am not mistaken, for my picks. It's not a bad spot to be, though. I went four dogs, two two by spread, two by money line. We'll see how that goes. I also went... Tennessee was a dog. Who was my other college pick? It was um, Clemson's the only favorite I took. Okay. And I liked. I leaned Old Miss for you. Leaned Old Miss. Who's also a dog. So hopefully it's a big dog week other than other than Clemson for Clemens. What do you guys think? This is the first week I feel like the college football slate is I'm I'm a little more excited about Pick it. Pick it up. NFL slate. Yeah. You rank matchups. A few different time slots too. Thank God they're spreading it out a little bit now. Yeah. Listen, you got this week with a spread out, pretty good slate, and then I mean, next week, not to look ahead too much, but you got Alabama, Georgia, which, and you got Florida, LSU, and then Big Ten play starts right after that. So, um, I'm excited. I may be uh, coach's decision still waiting here. Maybe in South Bend this weekend uh, for the Florida State game. We will see. Wow. Last time I was there, it didn't end well. Threw up on my sister. Is this your last <laughs> call, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you threw uh, up last... on your sister. Hold on, back up. <laughs> yeah. How'd that happen? Here's your story. Your story is your last call here. All right. So last call. Um, I went. It was two years ago. <laughs> I've been put on probation. Uh, two years ago, I went with my two Ohio State roommates, and then Christian Portland went with my dad and his friend to South Bend for Notre Dame USC. Uh, me and my friends stayed at the girls lacrosse house. And when, when you're with, you know, 15 females, it gets a little overwhelming. Uh, so I was, I was drinking, trying to stay up and the champagne came out and let's just say it was a, it was an early night for Chad. You know, most of the lacrosse players had the mimosas going. I just had a full bottle of champagne. And um, that night the game started, I was back at the house and most of the people were there and I felt, I felt a little pukey pukey coming. And all of a sudden it was Olympic chat running down the hallway to the bathroom. Olympics. I was hurtling stuff. I get to the door, girls in there showering. And I'm like, I have a decision to make right now. I break this door down and uh, I, I find the toilet or um, I, I find somewhere else to throw up. My sister comes down the hall, sees me in in pain. Oh no! Just throw up in my shirt. So I just, I just, I threw up in her shirt. Um, and I, I was put to bed shortly after that. Uh, <laughs> haven't been welcome back since. 
but it's a learning experience. That's my closing thoughts for the night. Well, hey, if you if you go back, I hope you have a repeat showing. That sounds fun. Thank you. Connor, what are you going to leave the folks with? Three words. Fire Dan Quinn. Well, hopefully they do after I'm right about this Panthers game. That'd be nice. Uh, last call for me. About to start True Detective after this. I've heard really good things. Quite excited. Quite excited, actually. Uh got a big act to follow with how good narcos was but hey i'll report back next week let you guys know what i think um hope everyone has a great weekend out there as always bet responsibly as chad would say call 1-800-GAMBLING if you have a problem <laughs> yeah it's actually 1-800-GAMBLER oh uh call me if you have a problem don't actually do that i hate when people call me first before texting me too by the way it's so i apologize funny. no 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 well you might do it this all it's like just too much dude too much all right chat and with that take us away we sail off into the sunset love you all and to all a good night thank you for listening production by aj bradbury